This is the Beyond the Veil podcast uh, with hosted by me, Caleb Paul, co-host here, Zach Drain. We're, we're going to be covering the uh, Cards win over the Virginia Cavaliers and preview next week's matchup against Pitt. How are you doing today? I'm doing doing really great. Uh, how are you doing, Caleb? I'm hanging in there. I mean, you know, Louisville won, so it's always a better day. You know, the Louisville win on a Saturday just makes the rest of that week better for you. It'll make the next two weeks good. You know, we got that bye coming up. I don't know. I mean, it'll be a tough game, you know, on the bye week, you know. Well, I mean, only thing I can say about it is you, we get we got the win against Virginia. We have a bye week that gives the guys a couple of weeks to rest up and start looking at Pitt to see what they need to do for them. Well, and they just released the game time this morning. We're recording this on uh, on a Monday night. Uh, but uh, they said it's going to be an 8 o'clock tip, and they actually gave the 12 o'clock game to Syracuse-Clemson. Not really for sure why they did that, because Syracuse-Clemson, I mean, that's a top-20 matchup. Well, I mean, yeah, clearly Syracuse-Clemson deserved that ACC night game, but, but uh, uh, for some reason uh, we got it. I mean, no, I'm not I'm not going <laughs> to complain that we got it, though. At home, 8 o'clock, against Pitt, uh, I'll take well, it. Well, I, I guess it's because we had three noon games in a row. It was noon against South Florida, uh, BC and Virginia, so I guess they felt bad or something. I'm, I'm not really for sure. Well, hey, they can do it every time. Because I'm going to be honest with you, if I ain't working on a Saturday, I ain't up by noon. <laughs> Unless <laughs> we're at the game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, last week, college football, I don't think there were any upsets except for the greatest win by the Cockamandos themselves. The South Carolina Gamecocks beat Kentucky last week. I think it was a 24-14. Yeah, 24-14. I got pulled up right yeah, here. Uh, I was watching the game with our buddy Austin, and he, because uh, Will Levis didn't play, so I was hoping they would lose the game, but, I mean, they, they really just, I mean, uh, they they completely shit the bed. I mean, I mean, there's no other way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, that's, that they lost, but, but this was more than a loss. <laughs> well, because the, it was, the, the first play of the game was Kentucky got the ball, and Chris Rodriguez was going to run it, and he fumbled. South Carolina picked it up. They threw a touchdown pass into the end zone, seven nothing. No, I saw that. I saw that on a highlight replay. But uh, we 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 were doing something. We were about to turn on the game, and Austin checked his phone. And he was like, "Oh my god, it's already seven zero. And I was like, "Oh, well, that gives me like Louisville Houston vibes, twenty sixteen. Like it's like just fumbling on the first play. Like the vibes were just bad. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't let South Carolina come into your house and beat you." I mean, you just can't let that happen. I mean, they their offensive coordinator, like, he just kept running the ball over and over, and they couldn't get anywhere. And they had the backup quarterback, but they didn't really let him do anything. But when he was throwing the ball, he didn't look half bad. But when they but they just didn't let him do much, and they kept running the ball. That's why they only scored, I think it was 7-7 seven seven at halftime. And then... Um, yep, 7-7 seven seven yeah. at the half. And then... Uh, and then I think at one point it was twenty four seven, and at that point it was just it was just yeah this game's over because Kentucky's not going to score seventeen points because they only scored seven in the first three quarters I think right. Uh, yeah, they got one touchdown in the uh, second quarter, and that was it until late in the fourth. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's three minutes left in the fourth. They yeah, another yeah. touchdown. Uh, I mean that just shows how capable Will Levis is of the offense, and personally. This is a this is this is a hot topic, but Will Levis is not that good. Uh, I mean, I mean, he's good. What Will Levis is not that good? No, no I'm just joking, of course. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that one. Will, Will Levis is definitely overrated. I mean, he's good, but number one pick? He, he's a good quarterback. Now, will he make it to the NFL? Most likely, but he ain't going to be the top pick. No, well, I saw like CBS put out like a report there, and they were like, uh, they put out, Will Levis is going to be the number one pick. Do you, do you know who said that? Rich Gangarillo, the Kentucky <laughs> offensive coordinator. I mean, sure. I mean, duh. He's going to think he's going to be the number well, one. Well, yeah. Pick. You know, everybody roots for their I own mean, guy. I mean, if you ask Scott Satterfield, is Malik Cunningham going to be the number one overall pick? Scott would be like, hell yeah. Because why would he say no? Because that's just rude to the players. I mean, it's just dumb. But uh, Mark, Mark Stoops should definitely not have them ready for the game uh, Saturday night. Very disappointing. You love to see it. You love to see it. But uh, I think that was it for last week. I don't think there were any other upsets unless there was a game on in the Pac-12, but we didn't watch it because it's the Pac-12 and no one cares. So well, I got it pulled up here. It doesn't look like there was anything. Were there any like close upsets? Because I'm, pr- I-, I think Oklahoma State almost lost. I think. Well, uh, or one forty-one. Uh, Oklahoma well, State beat it, Texas it was... Uh I mean, there was a lot of good uh, top twenty-five games actually. Uh, you know that 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 Clemson Boston College score. I know it was like thirty-one three, but it was actually like I think it was like seven to three at the half or something like like it was pretty close. But Clemson scored late, I think. But they Boston College couldn't get anything going. I know uh, ten to three at the half. So yeah, I mean that's not. I mean it's not terrible. I mean it makes us look a little better, if anything. But yeah, that, I don't even want to talk about Boston College right now. But uh, I know it, it wasn't a ranked matchup, but Texas beat Oklahoma forty-nine to zero. Uh, something's going wrong in Oklahoma right now, and uh, clearly, whoever's running that team needs to turn around quickly. Yeah, so I'm only seeing two top 25 upsets. You got Notre Dame beat BYU. Oh, that's a hell of a matchup. Uh, number 16 BYU at the... Well, that's, I mean, that's the battle of the white giants right there. I mean, that's just... <laughs> and then the other one was uh, Arizona State beat Washington. 38 to 45. I get so it. A, that, that, I mean, that's a high-scoring game right there. Oh, it's Pac-12. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, let's I get did, some I, real competition, <laughs> shall we? I mean, USC is like number five, but like they, they've, they, they have not played anybody. The teams that they have played, it's been not. I mean, it's it's been way too close, way too close. They're not a top five team, and no one can convince me otherwise until they start blowing teams out. But uh, yeah, pretty sure that was it in the week of football. But uh, so I guess we'll move on to the cards versus the. Cavs or the Cavaliers or the Who's, as some people call them. The Who's. Yeah, the Who's. Who calls them that? Uh, people. Like, they're fans? Yeah. Like people make yeah. fun of them. Who's. Well, like, when people are making fun of them, like, sometimes they go boo Who's. Oh, the Boo Who's. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we're going to dive into this uh, Lola versus the Boo Who's um, game. But uh, I'm just going to go ahead and start off the game recap and what, uh, how the game went down. Um, so the cards started the game. It was literally the worst start they had all season because they they punted, and then Virginia went down, scored a field goal. We had them on a goal line stop, which was decent. And then Brock Doman threw the deep ball, threw a pick, looked terrible, was wobbly. Virginia scored on a touchdown, like a 30-yard play. We punted again, and it looked like it was really getting out of hand. But then uh, they fumbled. We punt a few more times, then we get a field goal, a touchdown. We lead 13-10 at the half. We score another touchdown. We're up 20-10. to Brennan Armstrong runs it in. 
if they don't score for the rest of the game, we end, we end up winning 34-17. But, I mean, the uh, story of the game is Brock Dolman. I mean, how about that guy? I mean, hey, you know, sometimes sometimes you give that backup a chance and he, he really can outshine your starter. I mean, he, he, he started pretty slow. and He had two picks. One was actually a bad pass, but the second one was a tip pass. So, like, it wasn't completely his fault. You can't really blame the guy no. for a tip pass. No, I mean, if... if I mean... The only thing that you could have said is that he should have arched the ball a little better. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean that, that's just good defense on Virginia's part. Well, I mean, and I think it was it was one of our receivers. He he didn't drop the ball, but it bounced out of his hand, and then it was in the air, and one of Virginia's DBs picked it off. So, I mean, you can't really yeah, I mean, blame that's just, that on That's yet. just good, smart defense on their part. Yeah. I will compliment him for that. But uh, Brock Doman was 17-30 for 275 yards. One touchdown, two picks. Brock Doman uh, also had nine carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. That 44-yard play where he went 45 yards to the end zone was a great call by Scott Satterfield. I mean, just just a read option right to the end zone. That's, that's what we like to see. Uh, Trevion Cooley had 77 yards, a touchdown. Gerard Jordan, 29 yards, a touchdown. Maurice Turner got a couple carries. Uh... Receiving-wise, Tyler Hudson had 101 yards. Marshawn Ford had a great game, 93 yards, one touchdown. Thank God he finally got involved because he wasn't getting involved almost all season. Man, and, you know, Marshawn Ford, now, now this is maybe maybe a controversial opinion. I'd say he's the best receiver on the team. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean if, if you've thrown the ball, he's the most reliable guy to, to, to actually catch the ball. So, I mean... Uh, no, I don't really know. I feel like we should have been using him as our heavy all season. Well, I mean, I think it's because deep ball wise, I don't think Marshawn Ford is going to be able to be that guy. But like, it, like at five to fifteen yards, like like he's almost open every time. But Malik doesn't always, you know, make the best reads. But still, Marshawn Ford is definitely a, a, at least a top two receiver. I mean, but. uh the uh, the the Louisville defense also had, I believe, six sacks on the day. Yeah, we had six sacks. That's incredible. Uh, and then we had eight tackles for loss. I mean, that's a combined, what, fourteen tackles for loss if you include sacks. I mean, that's probably yeah, fourteen. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm also I'm also pretty sure Louisville leads the ACC in sacks, which is kind of crazy considering how bad our defense has been. Or, let me rephrase that: our defense, while it is bad. It's only on the big plays. If you take away the big plays, we're not that bad. Hey, let's not diss our defense too hard now. We we also we had two interceptions on the day also. Oh yeah, yeah we did. Uh, I I don't know who who made those interceptions. Brownlee and Griffin. Brownlee that because Brownlee had not been playing well all season, but he actually got a pick. He played some good defense today. Uh, and Scott Satterfield, you know he he held his weekly presser I think on Tuesday, and he was saying uh, how he was going to work with the defense and special teams more because, you know, he's losing more games. So he, I, I mean, if Scott's, if Scott should be helping the defense every week to work getting six sacks and two picks a game. I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, they just played incredible. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you can only, you can only get better than what you were last week. No, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't get much worse. I mean, we scored one less point than we did last week, yeah, we played a million times better. And the offense looked a million times better. I mean, it's just it just goes to show how which Virginia, look, they're not good. 
Okay. <laughs> They're not good at all. They lost by 21 to the fighting Illini. So, I mean, they can't be too good. But last year, I mean, they were, I think they had the top five offense in all of college football. And, you know, you say, you say Virginia's not good. But coming into this game, they were favored. Really? Favored by one and a half. Wow. That, that, that's crazy. I think the line started out at minus six Louisville. Well, I guess when Vegas found out that the, uh, that, that Malik wasn't going to play, the line probably shifted a bunch. Yeah. I mean, that, that really blew me away whenever, uh, I think I looked at it on Friday or maybe Saturday morning. Uh, you know, I open up a phone, I'm looking through ESPN and I'm like, Virginia over us. And, you know, I was like, please don't let that one be true because that, that would just put, that's, that, that's just the cherry on top of what's been happening to us recently. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, I mean, they, they favored by, by one and a half. And I mean, a- after the first quarter, I was like, this is going to be 34 to zero because I mean, it, it, it was really bad, but you know, Brennan Armstrong threw for almost 500 yards last year. I know probably shouldn't talk about it, but last year, Louisville was up, uh, I believe, 30 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. Virginia scored 21 unanswered and won the game, uh, 34 33, I think. But uh, there you go, digging up some bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> but Brennan Armstrong, I mean, he threw for almost 500 yards, like four or five touchdowns, probably. He threw for 300 yards this game, one touchdown, two picks. Now, Vernon Armstrong's a great guy, but if you pressure him, he's going to throw an interception. What do we do? We pressured him. He threw some interceptions. I mean, it, it, it's, if, if Brian Brown can send pressure, I think we can be a pretty good defense. I mean, yeah, you, if you really, truly pressure a quarterback, they will make mistakes sooner or later. Yeah, well, I mean, we... They can't always get the ball and throw it out. No, and I mean, uh, and our offensive line played great. We didn't allow a single sack or tackle for loss. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, And Virginia, like I said, they had two picks, but it really wasn't... I'm not too mad about that. I mean, that's not anything crazy. Uh, I mean, you got got a guy, our backup quarterback, Brock Dolan. You know, he's coming in. I mean, you can't you can't expect him to be perfect right off the bat. No, no, no. I mean, he he looked pretty shaky, and which I mean, that's fine. You know, he, he's the backup. He don't always get to play. You know, he's just supposed to be the reliever, really. He, uh, I mean, nobody planned for Malik to get hurt. He stepped up and he did his job this week. And yeah, we, I'm all right with two picks since he got us the win. Yeah, no, and uh, I mean he. He probably led the Cardinals to a win. The uh, the Cards out yarded Virginia four seventy three to one or to three nineteen. Now Virginia, I think, had one hundred and fifty yards of offense in the first quarter. Uh, it might be a little under, a little over, but so if they had three nineteen, that means they had no more than hundred and uh, one hundred and fifty yards in the second half, or in the last three quarters alone. I mean, that's we'll start slow, but I mean, once they get going, I mean, it seems like they're almost unstoppable. Uh, and again, Louisville held Virginia to 313 passing yards. Well, they had six rushing yards. It's six total rushing yards on the day on 25 attempts, a- a- averaging 0.2 yards per carry. I mean, that's amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's just that's just really good defense on our part. Uh, you know, we had a couple guys get some picks, and you know, with our uh, our defensive line just playing that that good, not to let the guys get the rushing yards. I mean, that's just that's truly amazing. That that's something that me and you would pull off on the video game. <laughs> yeah, six rushing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's and that I mean, that's like you know. Us cheating on the video game too, right? Yeah, and that's just unheard of. Six rushing yards. Yeah, and Louisville also won the turnover battle, uh, two two to three. The cards are plus one there. Uh, I mean, the cards really after the first quarter played a complete game. Uh, dominated time of possession, thirty five minutes, twenty five minutes. That's what Scott Sadford wants to do: run the ball. I think to end the game, we had a. Oh, let me check real quick. I think it was like a seven minute drive or something like that to to end the game uh it was a 13 play 67 yard eight minute drive i mean that's that's near perfect because they didn't need to have the ball for the last eight minutes of the game but uh luckily louisville was able to get their first conference win of the season go three and three into the bye uh to take on pittsburgh but uh, is, is there anything else you want to say or i mean i think that's everything Uh, about the Virginia game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, our defense just had a good game. Uh, I think Brock Dolman really had a good game uh, coming in as the backup. And uh, good coaching by Satterfield. Yeah, yeah, no, it was Sat- Satterfield said he wanted to make changes. Well, if those are the changes he's going to make, and we're going to win by 17, and outscore him 34 to 7 to end the game, I mean, that's perfect. I know it's not a great opponent, but a win's a win. I mean, 34-7 run, that's good in any facet of any game, really. Yeah, I mean, it ain't the best win, but it hey, got us to 500, and this this could be our turnaround point. I'm hoping so. All right, let's talk about the elephant in the tiny little room. <sighs> Scott Satterfield. Yeah. This is a uh, this is a tough one. Uh, it's a lot of mixed opinions on uh, what the school should do about him. Uh, Which you, you want to start off with yeah, your opinion, uh, then I'll come yeah, in. yeah. I know last week I kind of like elaborated on how we got here, but you know Scott Satterfield started his first year. He went eight and five, won ACC Coach of the Year. I mean, you're like, this guy's going to take us to heights that Louisville hasn't seen in a while. Oh, I, I was hyped after that. And then, oh, man, I was bouncing off. I mean, and we also, also, hold on. So in the game, it said that Louisville had never come back from a deficit of seven or more under Scott Satterfield. And I go, you know, that's probably true, but we played Mississippi State in the bowl game in 2019. We were down 14-0 to start the game. So, I mean, that's already a false statistic that ESPN is putting out which is just kind of ridiculous but I mean uh, but so that was there but and so we came back it was the second time in Scott Satterfield's tenure but then in 2020 we I think we went four and seven you know it's COVID year we didn't have our players I'm like okay that's fine that's okay see what happens in 2021 can't really count 2020 as a true season no no, no. so much though no uh, you know uh, teams were just not playing or pulling out on opponents 
you know, you got a guy gets sick, you can't play him, you know, for two weeks or whatever they were doing then. And I mean, you just, you can't count that as a true, like, it's not a true reflection of that season. No, definitely not. And then 21 and then 2021 happens. Well, comes out against Ole Miss first game of the year, loses like 45 to 20. And you're like, God, this is not going to be good. And then they play what EKU get a win. And then you got the UCF game. I mean, and we won that game somehow and it carried, it made momentum. We won a couple more games. And then we just keep blowing leads to Virginia, to Clemson. I mean, in just those games. And we ended up going six and six. And I think the tipping point was probably the Kentucky game because there was hype going in. And I mean, they just got their, their balls blown off of their body. I mean, it was, it was pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it might have been crime. <laughs> I mean, Will Levis, I mean, it's just, I didn't hate or even dislike Will Levis, but after that game, I was like, this man needs to be beaten to a pulp with a baseball bat. I mean, it's just. Yeah, and uh, if, if enough uh, enough of the uh, people like that, we uh, might actually go do it. <laughs> and uh, we might be taking some with us. So, you know, sign up for the trip now, huh? Contact us at beyondtheville1 at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sign up for the uh, Will and Lemus uh, takedown party. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're joking. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, Will Levis, I think he ran into the end zone and we were at the game and we watched him and we were close to the end zone and he threw the L's down and right to the fan's face. And I'm, it's just like, I don't care, but like Kentucky fans are like throwing L's down at like South Carolina games. Like, like, like why? Like, I, I just don't, it's like they're obsessed with it. And, and there's like, like, we don't do a down K. I mean, like, 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 I just don't get it. Look, I mean, they, they can throw the L's down all they want. It, it really doesn't bother me that much. But, uh, it's just annoying. At, you know, uh, our quarterback ain't sitting on the sideline picking his nose or putting mayonnaise in his coffee, for God's sakes. Yeah. Uh, don't even get me started on that. I'm a guy who likes mayonnaise and I enjoy a cup of coffee every now and then. But together. Heck no, that ain't, those two things shouldn't even be served at the same people. <laughs> Coffee is for breakfast. Mayonnaise is a right. If that's ever on the same menu uh, anywhere, wherever he's getting this stuff, he's probably going to make it in secret because uh, he would be crucified if, if people like saw him doing this in a restaurant. I mean, they'd be like, oh, sir, and you're getting charged double for being disgusting. Hell, I mean, I'm sure you got it from Mark Stoops. I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, no doubt about that. That guy's so fat. He's probably been drinking mayonnaise in his coffee since he was two days old. Oh, look, so Mark Stupel wears uh, a shirt that says U that says UK on it. But when Mark Stoops wears it, stresses so far says Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe that. Uh. Anyways, we. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, uh, wait, what were we doing? Wait, wait, we're dogging talking, on Will Levis again. We're talking about this is why we shouldn't talk about Kentucky. We were just talking about Scott Satterfield. Uh, oh, oh, right. 2021 season. Okay. And then we lose the bowl game to Air Force, who doesn't throw the ball in their last three regular season games. Those like 200 yards on the cards. Uh, so, you know, it's then we had the whole, oh, we lost our president and AD and. Vince Tyra was going to fire Scott Satterfield and bring in Jeff Brom, but then he quit. It, 
It was a whole thing. So we get Scott Satterfield. He's retained. We have the best off season since. I mean, I don't even know what. Wow. I mean, I think this is the best off season probably since before Bobby 2.0. I mean, since Charlie Strong's last year, probably. I mean, we just we that recruiting class top fifteen. We get the number one running back in the nation. For next season, obviously, and we get some good transfers. Tyon Evans, uh, Tyler Hudson, get some good D linemen. Scott brings in six DBs. I mean, you're pumped. And then, you know, we're thinking we can, we can win eight games this year, potentially. And Scott Satterfield could, he's got that class coming in next year. Things are looking up. Then we go to the JMA Wireless Dome, and Syracuse just kicks. I mean, they give us an ass with it. I mean, it's, I mean, it's crazy. But, uh, and then after that, we go to UCF and win 20 to 14. I mean, that, that, that game was just not what I expected whatsoever. I mean, it's, what did you think about those first two games? Well, uh, I mean, honestly, the, the, Sy- the Syracuse game, uh, obviously me and you watched it here together and, uh, Man, we were just talking so much smack that week, thinking this is, we're going to do what we usually do, come in here and uh, blow these guys out. And it just totally caught me by surprise the way that we played that day. I mean, that was probably the worst I've seen us play for a while. Yeah, because Scott Satterfield, I mean, to give him all the crap he wants, he, he, does, he does not get blown out, except against Kentucky. He, he doesn't get blown out. I mean, it's, and then he... Like the past two years, Scott Satterfield beat Syracuse, what, like 71 to 3? Yeah, I mean, it was not what I was expecting. But uh, on to better things, uh, what will UCF? UCF was favored in that game by, let's see, five and a half, so six points. We're going to their house. What, what was their home record before? Charles Dodd, I did like 60 and 2 or something. Yeah, I Something mean, like they that. had, like, I'm pretty sure it was two losses at home under under the coach, right? Yeah. Uh, what was his name? I think it was, uh... What was it? He, was some, he had some crazy-ass name. name. He had some crazy-ass name. He, he was at Auburn. He got fired because he was such a crazy-ass. Uh, it was... Oh, my God. It was... Oh, what he was his crazy name. What, Gus Malzahn. Yeah, I just got to pull that up. So yeah, you know, you, you got you got a uh, a solid home team like that does not lose at home, and it's the, not even that we outscore them; it's our defense shut them out in the second half. Yeah, but you get a team like that. I mean, they call their place the bounce house. The bounce. They they weren't bouncing in the second half. I mean, I I, I mean, I'll tell you that now. And I mean, that gets you riled up. So you're one on one. Okay. That's where I thought we would be, except I thought we would have beat Syracuse and lost losses. Yeah. yeah. I but, but so we're one on one. I'm like, okay. If we beat Florida State at home, we're two and one. We're going three and one because USF is a, is a winning game. And the way Boston College and Virginia looked, they were not good those first two weeks. So you're like, hell, five and one start, five game win streak. That's completely possible. Even four and two. We lost to Florida State. I'm like, that's fine. We lose to Florida State, and that's just 
it's painful. It's, it's so painful because it's something we've seen a thousand times from Scott Satterfield. I mean, it's like the Clemson game all, all over again. I mean, it's just. Yeah. I mean, we were at that Florida state game and, uh, man, we, we were up by halves, you know, it, uh, all right, well, here, I'll, I'll just start off that, that Florida state game. I going into that, I thought that was a, a win. Now I didn't think we were going to go in there, blow them out. I thought it was going to be a good close game the whole time. And it would have been a late fourth quarter drive for the win. That's that, that was my honest prediction going into that game. Never would I have ever thought that we would lose at home against Florida state on a Friday night with, with a really good little crowd. A yeah, really that, good that atmosphere crowd. was unbelievable. I mean, we were part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean. Malik went to the sideline. He threw that ball out, and somehow a Florida State defender caught it. And I mean, we played better than 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 they did. They just got lucky. And again, it was the big plays. You you could out Florida State's big plays. We 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 win that game thirty one to twenty one. I mean, it's oh yeah, they had some crazy break off runs. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, where they were just they they were just getting it. I mean, it was fourteen fourteen at the end of the first quarter, and. But the the big plays by them is what killed us. Bad plays by our defense not covering on the big plays. But then, next, the very next week, you get, I mean, you, USF at home. I know they're not a great team, but it was, it was a good one. Well, well, I mean, let's talk about that for a second. So USF played Florida the week before, lost by three points. By three to Florida, who was ranked, who had just come off a loss to Kentucky, which was a big win for Kentucky. Florida loses. I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. That that game was also at Florida. In the swamp. And they barely won off a missed field goal. I think it was a bad snap. But so that makes Kentucky look pretty bad, which is always a good thing. And also I saw UCF last week or last Saturday. They almost beat number 24 Cincinnati on the road. I think it was like 25, 28, something like that. 24, 28. I mean, that, I mean, say what you will about Cincinnati, but that's, I mean, that's a close, good game. I mean, it, it makes us look a little better, if anything. But, uh, you know, and then, then we go to Boston College. Ugh. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just cruise right over that. Shouldn't have lost that game. Bad defense. Yeah, let's, uh, let's break that down for just a second. Yeah, I mean, Boston College, we, we lost 33, 34. You know, it's a lot of the small things, the big plays. They we won the turnover battle, I think three to zero or three to one. And they were all in the first half. Louisville couldn't convert on any of their turnovers. Uh their quarterback, he threw a pick on their first possession. One of their possessions, he was getting sacked. He was almost to the ground. He threw the ball backwards. It was a backwards pass. Louisville picked it up for a fumble. I mean, it's like they were trying to lose. I guess they somehow won. Yeah, I mean, we go into the game uh, favored by 13 and a half, so we'll say 14 points. I mean, there's there's not much of an excuse why we lost that game. I mean, you know, you can say bad offense, bad defense, who, whoever. It was just bad overall team play. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty horrific. And we come into Virginia, and 
there's reports that Scott Satterfield might lose his job if he loses this game. And I'm like, well, Scott, either the, the, the most Scott Satterfield thing to do would to be to win this game by 17 points because he's all about, you know, staying in like the middle. Like he, you know, he, he, he won't lose these games, but he won't win the big games, which is interesting because the last six games are all big games. I mean, it, I mean, if that's what we want to talk about here, um, because if you look at the... Well, hold on now. Pump the brakes there Okay, for a okay. Sorry. I never got to say my Scott Satterfield opinion. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I mean, I never really got in the mind. We just kind of started talking about history. All right, well, here, I'll let you finish. Uh, what do you think about Scott? I mean, Scott... I'll say mine, then we'll go through look, the last games. I, I love Scott Satterfield, personally. He, he he seems like a nice guy, nice, nice North Carolinian uh, man. I would love to have him at my barbecue, watch some football with him. I'm sure he's a great guy. His, this is the bye week. We could, <laughs> but he just said his, his offensive coaching, I think is good. I don't like the second and 10 runs all the time. It's really annoying. But some of the trick plays he pulls out, I love the type of offense he runs. Uh, I, I really want him to succeed in this recruiting class. I mean, come on. It's, it's great. You just have to finish the season seven and five. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. And, but, I mean, if he would have lost Saturday, I would have said, get him out of town because this is not Louisville football. We sh- the talent on this team is better than 3-3. Three and three. It's 4-2 and two at worst. Uh, I want Scott Satterfield to be here. I want him to win these games. I like the guy. But if he goes 6-6, six and six, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe he stays at the University of Louisville. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. What do you think about the guy? Okay. Hmm. I mean, obviously, he had a rough start to this season. Kind of turn it around with that UCF win. And then you lose to Florida State at home. I mean, obviously, if, you, if you're listening, you know how the season's been so far. You know, I, I like Scott Satterfield. He's done great on this recruiting class. Um, you know, if I think he should be able to keep his job if he goes. Seven and five with a bowl win. Okay. So eight and five in the end. So let, let, let's say he loses the bowl game. And let's say it's against a top 25 caliber team. And they lose 31-28. And Louisville looks good. Does he still keep the job? Well, I mean, now you're like breaking it down too far for <laughs> because Okay, okay. Because that would be the most Scott Satterfield thing to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll agree with that, but uh, I would say, we'll just say you're playing a, a you regular, just another 7-5 and five team in the ball. In the ball. Okay. Uh, it, that you got to win. That is a got to right. win situation. Yeah. I think Scott Satterfield has got to go 7-5 and five with a ball win to keep his job. But if he did have a close game with the top 25 team, I'd say they still let him keep it because of this recruiting class. He has done all the work on this, getting them here, getting the transfers, you know, the new guys incoming, freshmen. And, you know, this season's been a little rough, but I'd say next year, the you better watch out because Louisville's going to be, Louisville is going to be the top 25. Hell yeah. 
I mean, we're just going to be plowing through anybody and everybody in our way. Which, and the thing is, you know, Scott Satterfield, you know, a, a lot of people are like, bring Brom home, which, you know, I'm all for that, but Jeff Brom doesn't have a top 15 recruiting class. And honestly, Jeff Brom probably isn't as cool as, as Scott Satterfield. And Scott Satterfield is lame, by the way, but he's also cool at the same time. Wait, the man TP'd Chris Mack's house before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's right. Before it was cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, also, man, I'm mad Matt trying to be rude here to Brom or anything, but not everybody can pull off that visor. No. I mean, uh, the, the university or the Cards Football uh, Twitter account put out a video of like the post locker room party and Scott was giving out a speech. I mean, like that, that, that's a complete win and all that. And then Scott, uh, was started dancing and he had the backwards visor on. We need more backwards visor, Scott in the locker room. I feel like that's a good vibe. I feel like it's a really good vibe. Yeah, man. I, I say he comes right now, the tunnel with it on backwards. If we if we can get enough people on this movement, we can make it happen for this people. Hashtag a backwards visor, Scott. Come on, Carnation. Let's yeah, get that yeah, one going. Let's get it on Twitter at Scott Satterfield at the university. I mean, we we got to get this movement going now. I like it. We got two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, is that all our Scott Satterfield talk for for today? Or do we have anything else to say? I mean, we, we've, we've pretty much said everything, I feel. But, I mean, if, if there's yeah, anything I mean, else. That's all I really got to say. You know, seven and five with the bowling to keep that job. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess this is kind of related to Scott Satterfield talk, but I want to go through uh, Louisville's remaining schedule uh, just to see where we are here. Uh, so we're off this week, obviously. Then we got Pitt at home, Wake at home, number 14 Wake at home. Number 25, James Madison at home. That, it's going to be a harder game than most people think. Then we have to go to number four, Clemson. Senior night with in, number 15, NC State at home. And then at uh, Kentucky, number 22, on November 26th. Uh, this is a gauntlet, if I've ever seen one. Uh, do you think Scott wins four games out of the six here? Do you think it's even possible? I mean, four out of the six. Which, I guess the easiest would probably be the four home games. But still, like, that's two two top 15 teams, two top 25 caliber teams. Four out of the six, I mean, you're putting us at uh, seven and five. Here. Yeah, right, which is what he needs to keep the job. I mean, our last five games are against all ranked teams. Um, I'll tell you exactly what I think is going to happen. I said we beat Pitt, we beat Wake, we beat James Madison. Lose to Clemson. Lose to NC State, beat Kentucky. <laughs> I will take that. I will actually take that because... I mean, yeah, I can see us going 4-2 and two to end the season. I mean, uh, just to deviate a little bit from the path here, but Kentucky could possibly lose their next two. They have Mississippi State at home. They look good. Then they got to go to Tennessee. That puts them at four and four. Then they have uh, Missouri, Missouri, Georgia, and us. Let's say they beat and Vandy. Don't forget about oh, Vandy. Vandy. So that puts them at like seven and four potentially. 
if they lose the next two games and versus Georgia going to us, both teams would be seven and four. I know it's kind of crazy considering Kentucky had eight and four, nine and three hopes. But that South Carolina game really put a damper on them, I feel. Depends how they come out next week. But both teams are seven and four going into that game. I say it's a very winnable game. And uh, literally, it, if Scott beats Kentucky, I mean, it, it was just the fan base would just want to keep him because he's just gotten, I mean, just killed in the past two games against them. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, if we can go into Lexington and beat Kentucky, I would say everybody hops on the Satterfield train. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which, you know, I, I said this last week, but a lot of people are comparing Mark Stoops's fourth year. or not, I don't think it was his fourth year, but it was one of his later years or one of his, the, the 2016 year. It was kind of a big year for him because he wasn't, he was going five and seven, six and six. Four and eight, and he, I think they were six and five going into Louisville in 2016. You know, Lamar Jackson's Heisman year came into Louisville and won 41 38. You know, Kentucky's got Will Levis, you know, he's a big, big prospect. I mean, let's say Louisville does something like that to Kentucky to get revenge on them for what they did to Lamar Jackson. I mean, wouldn't that be a hell of a story? A bit story I'd watch over and over again. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, Kentucky fans are still talking about Lamar fumbling. You know, I mean, it's, they don't hold back because if you look past uh, five years ago, Kentucky sucks at football for their entire football life, really. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I probably agree with that. We don't want a three game winning streak. Probably beat Kentucky. I probably agree with that because NC State's a good team. You know, maybe senior night, it's going to be hard to win that game because they're so talented. And Kentucky's O-line, really bad. Really, really bad. Uh, and our D-line, if we're getting six sacks against Virginia, or at least getting two against Kentucky, because their O-line is not very good. I don't care how big they are, they suck. And our guys are fast, and they'll go around them. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was just ending up 7-5. And uh, even with this tough schedule, I would say that the the Virginia game really proved a lot for us. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Uh, Coming out there and playing like that with the uh, backup quarterback and just having a great defense, I can see the rest of our season going that way. Yeah, well, I mean, I think each game we get a little better, except for Boston College. Uh, but, like, the a lot of people want to compare it to 2018. Well, the reason we were so bad in 2018, because Scott had the same players that Louisville had in 2018, but went eight and five. The 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 reason Louisville was so bad is because Bobby Petrino lost a locker room, and no one liked him because he was an ass. People, the players love Scott Satterfield, and they want to play for him, and they obviously hear the noise on Twitter and all that, so they played their asses off and they won against a, a mid tier Virginia team. And I mean, again, Scott Satterfield. He has the prime time under the lights on Saturday night. I mean, if he can, if he can win that game, that's a prime time game for Scott Satterfield to win. Yeah, I feel like that's a that's a career win at Louisville. I know it gets Pitt, who's four and two, not ranked, but they're good. I mean, they're they're a good football team. All right, well, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at these uh, Pitt Panther stats. We're gonna go ahead and preview the game. 
Unless you got anything else to say about the schedule here. No, I think I've, I've said what I, what I felt was right. Yeah. To be said. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh I, yeah, I would like it if we, if we went ahead and dove into this pit, pit breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go right ahead. Uh, let me pull up pit here. Uh, let's see. So pit last year, obviously ACC champions, they're the defending champions this year. Their only two losses are against a top 10 Tennessee team. That's a, that's not a bad loss whatsoever. And then a they've lost to Georgia Tech. Georgia, Georgia Tech is also two and zero since firing Jeff Collins, their head coach. So maybe I don't know, but I mean that's just something to say. But uh, Pitt has wins against the uh, West Virginia backyard brawl, hell of a win. They lost to Tennessee in overtime, no less. They beat Western Michigan, beat Rhode Island, lost to Georgia Tech, and beat Virginia Tech. Uh, I must say their leading running back last week had 320 yards, uh, six touchdowns. Israel, I mean, do you want to try and pronounce that name there? More, you got to pull up. Um, Abanaconda? Abanaconda. Uh, let's just call it. Pit running back. <laughs> so the pit running back is very good for this team. Uh, but <laughs> he's got eight eight hundred thirty yards on the ground. Uh, he's got uh twelve touchdowns, six of which he got in one game. That's insane. But Keaton Keaton Slovis has looked decent this year. Uh, he's done five touchdowns, three picks. Uh, they've taken ten sacks on the year. Uh, hopefully we can add to that. Uh, next at next or two weeks from Saturday night. Uh, Jared Wayne's our leading receiver, 390 yards. Uh, really their receiving core, they have some decent weapons, but Keen Keen Slovis, uh, hasn't gotten the ball to them as effectively as Kenny Pickett did, but their run game is really what they are looking for, especially with this pit running back as we keep talking about. But, uh, Louisville, Louisville matches up well, uh, Louisville matches up well against uh, the pit offensive line, I think. Hopefully they can get some pressure. And again, if you pressure Keaton Slovis, since he's not the most accurate guy in the world, you might be able to force a couple interceptions. Uh, what do you think about this pit team? I mean, hey, so far they're 4-2. and two. Uh, They really have not played some of the best opponents. Uh, you know, Western Michigan, Rhode Island, not the greatest teams. But but they also, you know, put up a heck of a game against Tennessee there. And I I would say even though they're unranked, they they are four and two and uh it it, it shows why. Uh I would say it's gonna be a good, you know, high scoring close game. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I think it will be too. Uh, Pitt averages about 35 points a game, um, which is a decent amount, which Louisville will probably give up just about that, probably. Uh, their, their, their offense runs through the run game, and it, and, it open, and it opens up the pass game. Their defense is also very solid, but their defense is why Pitt is where they are. I mean, their, their, their defense kind of leads the team uh, to put them in positions to score. I mean, 
you, I mean, you saw that against uh, West Virginia. I think they were down like 31-24. They got a they 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 scored an offensive touchdown and then got a pick six. When they get 38-31. I mean, that just shows you how quick they can turn things around on you. So Florida has a 14-point lead again. I'm not comfortable with it whatsoever. Uh, but hopefully Louisville can pull out a win here. Uh, do you think someone has a big game? Tyon Evans, Marshawn Ford, Malik Cunningham. I mean, is there anybody that stands out? Uh, in my opinion, I think I think Marshawn Ford might uh, come out a little more in this game. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he showed what he can do last week, and you know, we knew he could do that, but. I think now they're going to look at him more and be like, we got to go to this guy. He, yeah. He's, he proved himself a lot and he, it's, it's going to show in, in, in the rest of our season with him. Yeah. Well, I mean, last year he led the team in, in, uh, receiving yards, I think, but he, uh, hopefully he, he continues that hot streak that he was on. And again, Tyon Evans, Jalen Mitchell out last week. Jalen Mitchell has been out since the Florida State game, I think. I mean, if Louisville gets their top two backs back, I mean, who knows what they can do there? Because that's what Scott Satterfield wants to do. Run, run, run the ball, and hopefully it opens the pass game. And again, hopefully Malik Cunningham can play as long as he can. I mean, he's he's going he's gonna to score a touchdown eventually at some point. Do you have a uh, final score prediction for this game? Uh yeah, I guess we should go ahead and get to that. Uh, let's see. I think Louisville probably wins it. You better not steal my numbers. Uh, I'm going to go. I've got them thought up in my head. I'm going to be mad if you steal. I'm going to go 35, 31. That was exactly my That was, that that was exactly, exactly, that was exactly it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Louisville wins at 31-35. That was exactly okay, what uh, I was going to say. Okay, I'll go 38. No, you you can have no, the same no, I mean, me. I, I mean, I feel like I should change mine because uh, let's go 38-31. Louisville wins by a touchdown. James Center kicks a, a game-winning a game-winning field goal. Or not, not a game-winning field goal, but a field goal that kind of seals the game. Louisville's defense wins it while the last drive picks off Keaton Slowis for the win. I think that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I mean, I'll say 31-35. It'll be a, uh, I'd say no matter what, it'll be a close game. But, you know, I think I think we're going to drive down there late in the fourth and just seal it. I like it. I like everything about that. Hopefully, uh, it looks like the game's at 8 o'clock. Hopefully, we wear some nice unis. Uh, I can't wait till we break out those the Ville gray uniforms. Probably against Wake for the blackout. Uh, but why would we wear gray in a black? Well, I mean, it's just special uniforms. I just figured, I mean, I mean, you, it's the blackout game and we're going to wear gray. Well, I mean, when are we going to wear them against James Madison? No. Oh yeah. I mean, we wear them against Pitt or we work at, or, or do we wear them on senior night? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I just don't see us wearing gray in a black hat. Crazier things have happened. We wore black to a red out. Yep, we did. <laughs> it's not totally out of the question. Well, to be fair, though, 
Well, you were originally wearing a red shirt, weren't you? I, no, I was originally wearing a black shirt. And then and I was wearing a black shirt. And then we then, got those free t-shirts. And we got the free red shirts and we put those on. And then we went to the alley and, and bought black shirts. And, yeah. And so <laughs> we went through three shirt changes. Three <laughs> costume changes on Florida State. Uh, but, you know, the South Florida game, I mean, it, it just didn't feel like a big game. This pick game is a big game. Scott Tadford, you loses this game. I feel like the momentum's gone. Because then you're looking at, okay, you have to beat Wake, James Madison, NC State, and Kentucky. Or Clemson. I, I, I don't think we're winning Clemson. If we win Clemson, uh, I'll, I'll go to Scott's house and I'll... I don't know. I, I, would, I would give that man the biggest hug because Louisville's never beaten Clemson. But... Uh, he kind of has to win. I feel like it's a must win on uh, October 22nd. Uh, but uh, I think that's all we got for today, unless you uh, got anything else to say about anything Louisville football related. Um, no, I'm, I've, I've said everything that uh, I feel needed to be said. Uh. Yeah, uh, going into this bye week, hopefully we can really work on ourselves and come out strong in this pit game. Hopefully, we, uh, yeah. Are we gonna are we gonna do one of these for the bye week? Talk, talk about the rest of college football. Are we gonna take a week off here? Uh, I mean, you know, I guess we should. We'll we'll do we'll do a quick episode next week. Uh, just talk about the world of college football. Maybe the there'll be some updates on Malik or. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm not uh, sure the team in general. Really, I'm not sure if Scott does a presser or not on bye weeks. I don't remember last year, but uh, well, well I'm, I'm sure something will come out about the team. We can yeah, just talk about we, uh, updates at all. Yeah, uh, might talk about Kentucky's loss. I mean, that's always fun to talk about. I know a lot of Louisville fans are like, "We don't watch Kentucky because I don't care about them." I watch all their games because I want to see them lose. If it's not on the same time as Louisville, well, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, but I, I. I want Kentucky to not succeed, so I watch their games, and it brings me much joy when they lose. All right, well, uh, I guess we'll be back on here next week to talk about the rest of the world of college football. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we will definitely be back after that pit game, uh, most definitely. Yeah, no, that uh, the, we will definitely be talking about the pit game because that is a huge game for Scott Satterfield, possibly a... You know, his tenure at Louisville could be decided next Saturday night uh, on the 22nd. But uh, I think that's all we got for today. Uh, next week will probably be a shorter episode uh, just because there won't be as much to talk about game-wise. But uh, we'll try and prep and the injury report. And uh, maybe we can, you know, talk Scott Satterfield some more because that seemed to be all anyone ever talks about. But uh that's it for the Beyond the Ville podcast today. Uh, I'm Caleb Paul, and uh, I'm Zach Jern. Yep, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, all right, guys. See you later. Thank you. Take it easy.